Hey everybody and welcome back after a long, long time to your Corporate Global Dynasty podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hawes. And I'm your host, William Spicer. Spicer, we are officially global now with you being across the pond. Welcome back, my friend. Thank you. It's good to be back. Good to be chatting on the podcast, getting ready for some football. I've been catching some 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. preseason games here so mm, prime time yeah i've been peeking in um yeah so i'm getting excited good oh we have a ton to talk about uh today this episode is going to be kind of a recap of everything from season end until current day and then we'll get you another preview next week uh is our goal to give some predictions uh and looking forward for the rest of the season yeah and uh yeah, before we we get too much into it, we also want to talk about um, you know one of the the toughest changes has been you know with Aaron no longer being with us and being GM of the popular ballers and Jake taking over. Um, yeah, I think I speak for everyone when I say like we all in here miss him uh terribly and it's you know it's it's been tough but but also like um i feel like the podcast and and this league was something that we really bonded over um and that he really loved so i'm so glad that jake has taken over for now and um but yeah i wanted to want to at least um bring that up as first thing just just because it's been our first podcast uh since Aaron passed so absolutely and Aaron was <clears throat> probably our our biggest yeah. fan I think maybe self self-proclaimed as well um <clears throat> but it was true he always looked forward to each of our episodes and would give his commentary and thoughts on them uh, as we went uh as well as being a former guest and co-host, but uh, I'll miss him uh, asking about it, and uh, we love him and miss him. So um, we wanted to talk about that now so we can kind of just try to honor him by keep doing our thing and going forward with it. So we're excited to have Jake and Jake's mysterious uh, co-owner <laughs> that, we, <laughs> that we don't know much about. <laughs> uh, but if you're listening, welcome to the show. Um, we also had another pretty big change right after the season started we had uh noah stepping down from the cheetahs which caused a <laughs> a new f- franchise to be born the rocky mountain mooses uh which is gm'd by former podcast guest zach Pittman, who i believe is currently in hawaii on his honeymoon sources say oh nice um getting a little getting a little r&r before the season starts Yes, like any any big ball in GM would. <laughs> yeah, he's doing the Tom Brady. Yeah, for sure. Um, we also have, uh, despite Noah leaving the Cheetahs, we also have Noah uh, reappearing in the league uh, quite recently here to help out with the Marley Magic as as co owner. Did you think there was any nefarious plans of sabotage there, Spicer? No, I don't think so. And honestly, I think it is a a, a great move. I think that the uh, even even just on the time zone difference of California and mm. um and like trying to wake up in time to like get roster set and things like that um having another owner who is in <laughs> central time zone will just make it that much better uh for for sure. Yeah, especially because you know, not not trying to uh to pick, but there were a couple times where there there was a lineup just 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 not set. So um, <laughs> you know, uh, I think that that's a good along with the uh, the rebrand. Oh yeah, the rebrand is incredible. I love the new the new logo and look for the magic. I do as well, and it looks cool with the uh, some of the logo looks cool with the split in half the twins it does yeah <clears throat> i agree it, the twin wizards it, it looks like a 
an intentional thing, honestly. Um, we also have uh, the, which this needs to be remedied, but the profile pictureless Zach Swan has joined oh. the God Kings uh, as a consultant. Yes, that that does need to be to be remedied. Um, excited to see what what happens there as as Z gets introduced into into the corporate global league. See how the God Kings fare. It will be exciting. Um, <clears throat> lots of changes, but uh, we also before we get into the the more fun things, we wanted to mention too that we did pass uh, three new league changes, uh, rule changes, and and little things like that. Um, we'll let's actually start small, and then we'll work to the big stuff. the The smallest change we made was we increased the buy in from twenty five to thirty dollars, with the extra five dollars going towards the uh, the regular season winner. We'll now get fifty bucks as a nod to having a good regular season yep this is something that instituted in other leagues and it's it's just nice it's like the president's winning the president's trophy in hockey and then yep. you win the stanley cup but it's it is nice to be a at least get some kind of recognition for being good for 13 weeks absolutely uh we also added an extra taxi spot uh i don't really remember who brought that up but i am in favor of the idea it's always fun to try to you know, buy another lottery ticket and have somebody stashed away. Yeah, and yeah, it's just it's just so fun, and I think, especially for our league, I don't know why, but I feel like people are more sentimental about players. Like they're almost like children to us. So like yeah. getting to have an extra taxi taxi squad slot is very nice. Yeah, I really enjoy it as somebody who has a very old team of mostly veterans like it's like my one place to try to pick up little little guys that i try to believe in so uh we could have 10 of those for all i care yeah and especially for you little like five nine or shorter does tend to be your your player (laughs) profile also true also true um the biggest change and, and the the most contentious one, especially since we have a uh, a big dissenter here on the on the show, is we voted after just one season to eliminate the extra game each week against the median. Um, Spicer, do you do you want to take your frustration out on the audience? Oh no, I mean I think I've I've pretty well <laughs> said it in Discord. I do think that the best argument for it is like the whole strength of schedule thing because you can't evenly play teams. Um, yeah, but. It's, it's fine. I, I mean, I, the other thing is I do actually get the, it looks terrible from a record setting, like keeping your records looking good, um, for wins and losses, it looks terrible. And just so y'all know, I like last season, I actually wrote sleeper and was like, can you please adjust this to have an extra column for median wins? So that like, I, when people were talking about it last season, I was already afraid that people were going to want to nix it just because of that so i tried to get sleeper to make the ui adjustment so um i I really think if if they had done that i it honestly might have i might have voted to keep it uh as petty as that is um i i think we didn't talk about that argument of strength of schedule during the vote but that is a great point and i think it was brought up in the initial discussion um which is funny that we forgot about it but uh I, I would have been more on the fence, but it is what it is. So we're back to, you know, kind of the luck and the, the nature of fantasy by eliminating it. So let's, we'll see if any shenanigans go on. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll say just because this, I have a feeling that this is going to be a flip flop rule for just a little while. I think this is even across mm-hmm. fantasy in general, potentially. Um, hmm that we will probably continue to do like the comparison of like what would it have been like if we had median points you know right right absolutely so totally agree um all right well shockingly uh we did not have a podcast uh since the season ended which means we also did not have a podcast since the rookie draft um i i don't remember if is this the third year of the podcast season three yeah yeah it is so i guess the last two years we 
we've probably started around the rookie draft and had whole shows dedicated to it. So um, apologies for the steam dying down, but we are still going to talk about it here for a little bit. Uh, we're not going to walk through every pick every round, but we just want to go through and highlight some of our favorite picks or uh, busts, maybe call out some things that we that excite us. Um, so yeah, well, let's dig in. Um, so this was right off the top. Aaron took Brees Hall, 101, New York Jets running back. I think that was and is and still considered to be like the obvious choice there. Pretty safe pick. Um, no surprise on my side there. Yeah, uh, there's no surprise. This is one of those things where I just, I absolutely hate running backs being the first like overall pick. I, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not saying that it's like the, I think it might be the right pick. It's just, it, it's tough for me to swallow when there's only five rounds. Right. Um, but yeah. yeah, we'll see. And I think you and, uh, you and Zach, both Zach Pittman, that is, um, are, have similar mindset of, <laughs> of your hatred towards running backs. So I think that's fair. I also think this, this draft class in general was kind of a weird one where there was, several players mostly receivers that people are excited about but with the quarterback class being so unknown that it made the super flex or well two qb rookie draft kind of difficult yeah i would agree um but yeah after that we had another running back kenneth walker uh in seattle who is not gonna be um available probably for the first week or two of the season um but i really like this pick i think i would i i I would almost feel better about him than Brees hall at times just because i think seattle probably will figure things out better than than the jets um and if rashad penny doesn't maybe finally stay healthy he could have a pretty big role right away uh and i really liked him in college yeah um I I I I do not understand this pick. Like if I had second pick, I was not going to take Kenneth Walker. He was pretty consensus there. I feel like, but I am not. I'm not sold. Um but we'll see. Seattle also, I mean, they do like to pound the rock and they have Geno Smith and Drew Locke do. doing whatever's going on there. So like they could be yeah, running the ball 40 times a game. So <laughs> He could he it's still could be good just on sheer volume, but I don't know. Doesn't. I'm. I, yeah, that's kind of. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about this entire draft, honestly. Uh, if I'm if I'm being real, there's like two more guys coming up that I really really like, but the whole thing feels like that to me. And, and I'm not just saying that because I didn't have any picks or anything. Like I I just I think that's a common feeling, um, because after this pick the entire rest of the first round was wide receivers except for can you pick it taken later uh and even in the second round it was still about half receivers um let's just go through and now that we have all these receivers here we had london wilson and then you took burks um Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on and then sky Moore? what are your thoughts on on this group here um i think I think all of them they're it's mostly about the quarterback playing, not about the players. Like if any of those players were on other teams, probably easier to take them. I like I really think the best place to have been in this draft is late first, early second in terms of value. Like I think your probability mm-hmm. of not hitting what you want for a first five picks of the draft is much higher, but you'll probably be pretty pleased with the back half of the first round that's sort of how i feel but i think i would want to have garrett wilson the most out of this grouping yeah i think without knowing who the quarterback will be for the next several years in atlanta um i don't know what to think about drake london i like i liked like when i was reading about him and learning about him in the offseason but um i just don't know what you're gonna get uh with Mariota, and then uh, unknown quarterback for a couple years feels like it could waste some of his the start of his career but uh but yeah just kind of some weird landing spots there i do think as far as the the fit goes for the teams um i like uh 
Colton getting Wilson. I mean, getting getting London because I think uh, it looks like he may have lucked into a, a nice running back with Damian Pierce later in the draft. Uh, and then, as we'll talk about later, he traded for Najee Harris too. So um, I think getting London there could have be a better fit for his team while also he got the got a good value with the third pick there. Yeah, that's fair. I just think, so like talking about these, like number one, take me taking Burks there is just like, I'm just asking for pain all around. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, I, th- I thought that the day it happened. <laughs> but I had to because I had Wilson. I drafted Wilson in another league. And like I essentially had the same pick area. And so I was like, you know what? I never take players on the Titans. I'm just going to do it. So I took two this and, draft. Yeah, and it was it was fine with where you took him. You know, it's not like you reach for him or anything. Are you scared? Are you buying into the like asthma, not practicing worries that everyone else is having, or what are your thoughts? No, dude, this dude's a baller. I think that yeah, I, I think that this is like like Jamar Chase last season. I think misses Tra- the stripes on the football. Yeah, yeah, I think Traylon Burks is gonna have like at least 800 yards this season, like. Yeah, I'm not. I'm the. I'm the same as you. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe there's some truth to it. Like, you know, people always say in NFL stuff, like you want to pay attention to the negative stuff that comes out in the preseason. But, uh, I'm I'm not too sure on this one. I I think he he might be fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I really like Malik Willis. I like the him getting to just sit. I really hope he's going to be Steve McNair, and I like the idea of Willis and Burks being like a combo and three years two or like two years yeah uh, me too uh, as you know the noted titans hater uh in the league it'll be tough for me to root against both of those players so um i was kind of uh, in in a way bummed to see them both go there because i want to see them both succeed um and if malik willis does reach his potential it will be uh hard not to end up rooting for them when when that style of play turns over from Tannehill um I also think that's one of the better potential value picks of the whole draft you getting him at 2.9 because the uh, I mean every it was just like the real draft like you know he was only gonna slide so far and there's obviously risk but the risk is pretty minimal at 2.9 yeah yeah and that's sort of what I thought and you know it was also like the start of what happened after that point was like like when I when I look back, like what happened behind them, there's no player that I, even now I wish I would have drafted over, and like Willis, and then it was just the run of all three of those backup quarterbacks, like those project quarterbacks, mm-hmm. which makes me think like, yeah, maybe if I didn't if I don't get Willis there, like who else would I have gotten that I like, and like all the quarterbacks probably would have been gone. Yeah, I think. Picks. Everything after that uh, wouldn't have made sense to like their their upside probably isn't worth the risk of missing on uh, Willis's upside at that point in the draft. Um, so that we also had Kenny Pickett. He was actually the first receiver, or I mean, quarterback taken uh, to the Mooses. Um, his small hands, you know, <laughs> a big discussion around draft time. Um, I think he will probably take over for Trubisky at some point. That, that's just my guess, but uh, I have no expectations on him or, or really any, I could not give you any type of opinion. Yeah, no, my my main thing is it's like, this is where, and I feel the same way about Pickens too, is like the Steelers just manage to kind of like Green Bay. Like when it comes to the quarterback and wide receiver positions, like, it just seems like they know what they're doing or like can coach them well enough to be effective no matter who it is kind of deal. So it's almost yeah. like picking them is almost like more about like an organizational pick. Yeah, no, I agree. And that kind of leads into my next point. My my two favorite picks, I think, of the draft, especially of the first round, I guess, are Chris Olave to Brady at pick eight and then George Pickens at 10th, uh, I think went to the ballers um so no that would be the winner faces oh wait or does it have an arrow and it's just not showing it yeah i think that was a traded pick let me 
Let me see here. Well, now I don't know where he is. And some rookies have pictures. This is a mess. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, he's on the ballers. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So I think uh, because of what you just said, like the they haven't really missed on a receiver in a long time. Uh, Claypool and Deontay Johnson were both huge successes, like big enough that they didn't even need to keep Juju, who started off great uh, in his career. So I think that could be something to pay attention to. Um, Pickens could have success I think even early on in his career but then I really really love Chris Olave like I've I tried trading into the draft like a couple of times I think the pick before Brady and then during Brady's trade and I've since tried to trade for him afterwards I don't think it's going to work out <laughs> um, but I just really like that that guy and I think he'll be awesome yeah so. me too and and for me it's like being a Jameis Winston owner I'm like this is where I get to be like Oh, if Chris Olave is doing well, Jameis is hopefully doing well too. Um, yeah, for sure. And who knows with Michael Thomas and his hamstring now, like what that will look like. But uh, I'm hoping he, he he can play, and I think Jameis could have a decent year. Oh yeah, he's gonna eat W's as long as he doesn't get hurt. As long as he doesn't get hurt. But I agree, Olave and Pickens were my favorite of the first yeah. round. Um, then we also had Jamison Williams going to the Mooses. We'll have to kind of see what happens with him, um, since he's not going to be able to play for quite a while, uh, due to the the ACL at Alabama or whatever it was. Um, so we'll have to see, but into the second round, um, I'm just going to talk about two picks here real quick. Uh, I already talked about Damian Pierce, but, um, I love James Cook in Buffalo. I, I do still like Devin Singletary. I, I've always thought he's been a little underrated, and I've never been a fan of Zach Moss. But I think Cook could come in and have a decent role uh, with Josh Allen, and he might be someone to keep an eye on. But my favorite pick, I think, could be the steal of the draft if Willis doesn't work out, is Wandale Robinson uh, to the Mooses. Um, obviously, I'm biased because he was the best, had like the best regular season at for a receiver at Kentucky in history. Um, but I think he's a monster. Uh, he's small. He's electric to watch. <laughs> he's 5'8". Yeah, I just was looking. I was like, this is classic. <laughs> yeah, but I love him. I tried to trade for him desperately. Uh, and the Mooses said I would have to pry him out of their cold, dead hands, which doesn't help since Zach's also a Kentucky fan. But um, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people this year interesting yeah he's he to me he sort of fits into like the giants are just so dysfunctional yeah seems like they are like it's just a nightmare everything about the giants seems to be a nightmare to me but yeah i i think they are (laughs) yeah but you know i i still though i tend to be more like daniel jones I'm not saying he's good, but like I just feel like he can actually he could support some fantasy points for somebody. Like he's not so bad. Yeah. Better than Sam Darnold, I think. For sure, for sure. Um and with the like sneaky rushing, he he can have decent weeks for fantasy. So, um now that he's my sole backup for <laughs> quarterback, he he'll he'll get in there at some point. So, we'll we'll see how he does. Um but yeah, looking through the rest of the board, do you have some players that you really like or picks that you want to highlight in round two and beyond? Yeah, uh, McBride at Arizona, the tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to be really split. I was pretty much debating between McBride or Willis at that spot. So, um, so that one was. I thought I thought a good pick. Um. The Zamir White pick looks like it could be quite good in in the fourth round of being someone who can potentially at least get some like running back by committee kind of touches or goal, you know change of pace mm-hmm. touches. Which at that point in the fourth and fifth round, that, I think that's about all you can ask for. Um. Oh, and then the uh, 
the tight, just like whatever's going to happen with the running back situation in Atlanta is right. Like just because a lot of those people were drafted in, in our draft that I'm like, I'm, I'm more, it's more of a curiosity, but I think someone will have won with one of those picks in the third round, fifth round or the Cordero Patterson pickup last season. Yeah, I, I'm a little, I'm curious to see what happens there as well because that was so random last year for him to have basically like a RB one or I can't even remember what he finished as season, but um, as a wide receiver, like I would I have no reason not to think that they would do it again. Like you know, it worked, so that why not try? But um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, he's he's old too, so I don't think that that's forever. I don't know if one of these guys will end up sticking around or maybe they have to take a more high profile player next year, but that could definitely provide some value. Yes. Yeah. And then I guess the other one, this was like the darling, which I don't if you, if the Reddit, this was the Reddit pick of the draft, which would have been Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, That could be a steal in the fifth round. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. uh, I, I'm pretty like, I think this is overblown. He's not like, based on what I understand, like, I mostly think the fact that that CEH was playing for the Chiefs as a rookie says like people were hating on him. But from what I understand with how difficult the Chiefs offense can be to get, it's more of like a testament to like, I think CEH is pretty good and pretty smart and like understands what's going on. And so I'm just curious how much rookie players will get playing time for the Chiefs. Yeah. I definitely think it would be something interesting to watch. Um, I don't think Ronald Jones it's going to work out. Uh, I kind of thought that he might and that he could have been sneaky this season. But uh, I would say I'm interested in Pacheco just because I don't really like CEH. But uh, mm. I don't know. I don't have an opinion on him individually yet. Um, I will say I just want to list a couple names of people just to... to uh, make people feel good some some picks i loved that i'm jealous of uh quickly uh jelani woods the colts tight end i think he could turn into something he's just freaking huge um khalil shakur was like a third round pick um to colton uh from buffalo mm-hmm. i really like him as well and then um let's see there was one more person um who was it Oh, Kyron Williams, the Rams running back. Uh, I think. Oh, also picked by Colton. I like a lot of Colton's draft this 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 season or this year. Um, if Cam Akers can't recover well, uh, I think that that could turn into something. Hmm. Okay. Now, just just so you know, Colton. Unfortunately, this means that all these players are going to be bad because when we the picks that we crap on are the ones that turn out like a Monra. Yeah, that's true. So sorry about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, you're better off. You're better <laughs> off when we don't like your players. Speaking of Amon Ra, just a quick side note. Uh, I don't know if you're watching Hard Knocks Spicer, but the the bit on him from episode one was incredible and just makes me want to root for him so hard. Ooh, I haven't been watching, but um, you you need to at least watch the first episode. The second one uh wasn't as good as the first, but. Or maybe there's been three now. I can't remember. But uh, the first one is like gold. I, I I watched it two times, so I recommend. Okay, I'll I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I think I have access to it. All right. Well, uh, if something comes up again from the draft, we will uh, circle back to it. But uh, I think we're going to spend the rest of the show walking through um, months of trades here. We've got eight trades to discuss, uh, dating all the way back to March of 2022. Um, so we'll start there where we had the Rocky Mountain Mooses came into the league and just instantly got to work to shift the way that they wanted their team to work. Um, their first trade was with me where they traded away Saquon Barkley, Cam Akers, Pat Fryermuth, and Drew Locke. Um, and in return, they got Deontay Johnson, Rondale Moore, Penny, uh, and Joku and a fourth round pick. So just quickly, I'll say from from my side of this, um, this has been one of my favorite trades, but probably like my most painful at the same time because uh, Deontay Johnson is one of my favorite players in the league. 
Um, I got him at a really good price in our startup draft and loved watching him have the success that he's had. And I also think he will still be good, even with a bad or rookie quarterback, just because of how talented he is. So it really pained me to do this. But um, getting that RB depth and then at the time, my number one tight end <laughs> in Firemuth, I thought it was worth trading him away. Yeah, I would. Yeah, this one's tough. Cause I, mostly I'm like, yeah, Deontay Johnson is. He, I mean, he's like the the main thing traded to me, especially at this time. Because I'm trying to put it in perspective. Like this is in March. Right. So. Um. Yeah. But I think it's pretty even, like in terms of value, you know. Um, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little surprised that you got rid of him though, just because he always seemed like. Yeah. You know. I've tried to get him boy. back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like, it was one of those things where like I knew that I wanted to make that deal for my team, but that. And when I was talking to Zach, he was like, and he loves Deontay the, the, to the same degree that I do, because uh, I ha- had paid a pretty hefty price in our the other league that we were in, that you and me and him are in together to get him <laughs> in the past. So it's kind of funny that it happened that way. But um, I think, yeah, he was basically, this is not going to happen unless you, <laughs> unless Deontay <laughs> is involved. And if I didn't have another share of him, I, I don't think I would have been able to do it, but I am known to be ruthless in my connections to to players, so I think that was part of it too. Um, I do. I'm curious. Like, so this was before Hollywood Brown was traded to the Cardinals. Um, does that affect your valuation with Rondell Moore at all? Um. Yes and no. I don't. Airs. I. I'm kind of. I'm kind of. I'm kind of losing steam on Cardinals players. Like. To me, like like all of them are just like slowly fading to me, and like I don't like I don't like don't understand what they're trying to do. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. They're they they do seem a little chaotic. Uh, <laughs> there's a ton of receivers. Somehow AJ Green is still involved, <laughs> and then uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to miss some time. I guess that'll help more maybe for the start of the season. Just because he's going to have to be on the field. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to expect from them. I feel like it'll, it could be feast or famine uh, with Kyler this year. Yeah. I will say though, Malcolm Brown is probably like a, a good receiver for Kyler because in, in terms of like scramble drill, uh, he's someone yeah. who's like kind of used to, he, un, he kind of, he seems like he gets what to do in, in scramble drill with having played with Lamar. So that might be one of the nice things. Yeah, I I uh I think I'm excited for Hollywood because uh I have him in another league and he's just fun to watch. He's so fast and I, I do think he matches up well with what they want their offense to be. So if it works, I think it'll be super exciting. Um and I was always sad that he was on an offense that didn't throw the ball a ton. So this could be could be good for him for sure. Yeah. Which, speaking of him, uh, the same day, I, I think there was like three trades in a span of like an hour. If these times are accurate, yeah. then then uh, I'm guessing what happened is Zach had two offers sent to him back and like he was waiting for and he accepted them both simultaneously because yeah. uh, he then immediately traded for Hollywood Brown. Um, he sent away Najee Harris to the Pit Kings and Hollywood Brown. He received back Hollywood Brown year 2022 20, 20, first, which he used to take Pickett, I think. Um, and then a third from Colton. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, I feel like that is a pretty good haul for Najee. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot um, of people that don't like took, him. He ended up taking Jamison Williams. Oh, okay. So that was okay. the later first that he had. Yeah. Okay, Jamison Williams. Um, 
what do you have strong thoughts on Najee? I, I know, like, like I said, a lot of people are kind of like sneaky, think he's not as great, that he just had a great fantasy season because of all those catches. Yep. And he will continue to have all those catches. I don't understand. Just, like, I don't understand why people <laughs> sometimes are like, yeah, it's because he caught the ball a lot that he was good. It's like, well, yeah, that's like, yeah, that's what they do. That's what the Steelers do. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I think there, I, I, I agree with you a little, but I also think that it was, it was like unnaturally inflated because Ben Roethlisberger could not throw the ball downfield anymore. Uh, I mean, there was games, I think there was literally one game he may have had 18 catches or maybe 20. It was something stupid like that. And they were all, you know, two yards, which I do think it could continue a little bit into, you know, if it's, if Pickett's taking over or Trubisky is struggling, like those dump offs will keep happening, but I don't think it's sustainable for an entire career to to expect that uh, level of production. Yeah, I guess I guess it's sort of like to me, like I I don't see him like just falling off a cliff though, you know, like no, yeah, for sure. I'm trying to think of someone who maybe would like another good example of it, like. Like I like for example, I think James Conner has a much higher likelihood of not being anywhere close to where he was last year than Najee Harris does. Yeah, for sure. I you know, one hundred percent agree with that. Um, another former Steelers running back, but um, but yeah, I think he'll be fine. I think he's still gonna be great. He'll probably still be top ten running back, all that type of stuff this year. I just uh. I don't hate the move for the Mooses by any means. I, I think it was smart. Yeah. And um. For for what he's trying to do. I'm also a little biased because that that twenty twenty that first round pick in Hollywood Brown is what I traded for Mark Andrews. So in my head, oh, it's interesting. Like you, he traded Mark Andrews and a third for Najee Harris. That's pretty good. Like. Yeah. Like if if the if the Mooses were getting Mark Andrews and a third. And just giving away Najee Harris, I would be like, what would I think? It's yeah, kind of that that's an interesting point. Um, and it seems to be pretty similar value. I I traded Najee in May in our other league, I, and just for reference, a uh, similar trade, same type of league. I sent I got Josh Jacobs, uh, twenty twenty three first from a terrible terrible team. Sorry, Riley Pope, uh, <laughs> and um a 2022 second which I, I don't remember who i took with it but um i was pretty happy with that yeah that get as well yeah that so. is a pretty all pretty similar all right well we will see because i i do think that we'll talk about this next week but i think that boosts up the pit kings quite a bit uh per, in my in my eyes all right next we had another moose's trade about uh 11 minutes after that one, <laughs> um, he traded away DJ Chark to the popular ballers for a 2022 second round pick. Um, and I remember at the time thinking like, oh man, like that's a steal. Like, I don't think Chark is going to do anything special. Uh, I think Aaron was excited about that. The idea of uh, Chark and that was before Jamison Williams was drafted. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll see how that shakes out. Yeah. Yeah. This one's still like toss up. Also thinking that, uh, let's see, that that second ended up becoming uh, McBride. So, Ooh, I really like the trade for the Mooses now. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah, we'll see. But the Lions do seem to be on the up and up, so. And I always like Chark as a player, so. Yeah. Uh, he he showed some great stuff early in his career. Just never put it together. I don't know who knows about last year. With I think was he injured? I can't remember. But uh, any anyone that was playing with the Jaguars last year is a write off in my mind. Until yeah. we see what happens after Urban Meyer. Um, Agreed. The next trade was a uh, Wyatt traded out of the fourth round in the rookie draft. Um, to get a 2023 third from Brady. Um, and the pick that he picked up was, uh, it looks like it turned out to be Kyron Williams. 
No, no, or, no. Or, or I think uh, it's Zamir, Zamir White. White. Yeah. And so that's who, um, that's who Aaron drafted was Zamir White. And you had you had noted that earlier as a potential sneaky pick. So, um, yeah, could be good. All right, this next one is is a pretty big one. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts uh, on the winter faces getting a twenty twenty three first, the the most highly coveted asset according to <laughs> Reddit and uh, people who care about the twenty twenty three draft class for Austin Eckler yeah. to the God Kings. It's uh, I think it's a it's a little. I think it's fine. I am like. It's tough because the God Kings, you know, Aaron Rodgers coming coming down the uh, to the end of the end of the career here, and this was before Devontae Adams had moved, right? Uh, no, because he moved before the draft because they thought he would they would take a great receiver and they really didn't. Oh, that's true. Okay, so the thing is he that the god kings really did need like a running back and a big reason why too is i think cordero patterson got oh well he lost his running back and wide receiver designation he's only a running back now yeah um but for a first it's mostly about like if if eckler is able to play until 29 so two seasons then i think at austin eckler level then it will be good yeah i think uh i i honestly don't love the trade for either team um Mm. my reasoning is because uh first with the the winner faces so i think that with his quarterback and receiver are so stacked that he does have some flexibility at running back like he he just has an ungodly amount of top end talent but i still just I'm I'm off Christian McCaffrey hard have been for the last two years. Um, just I think he's too small, uh, or just like his frame is just not right for the ungodly amount of usage he gets. And two years in a row that that's caused him to practically do nothing. Um, when he's on the field, he's still doing what he does, of of course. But unless the Panthers like drastically reduce his usage to keep him healthy, then I don't see why he's not gonna. It's just not going to repeat. Um, and it's interesting because I, I kind of view Eckler in a similar way, but the Chargers were able to use him a lot more efficiently last year. And so in my mind, it, it seems risky for the winter faces to kind of, you know, put their eggs in the McCaffrey basket. Uh, if it works out, it works out and he'll be fine. But um, but yeah, with the win now team-ish, I, I just think it's, it's curious. But... I mean, it's always going to be nice to get that 2023 first because he could just get a new running back next year if it doesn't work out. And then on the God King side, I think uh, that is a highly risky move, in my opinion, to give up his 2023 first because uh, I don't want this to sound too much like a hot take, but I could see a scenario where um, his team struggles this year and he might he might be sad to have given up that pick for Eckler. Yeah, I do think that that is possible. But, but he needed a running back desperately. So yeah. I also get it. I get it. Yeah, that's sort of where I am. I think it's just like a if if it works out. Like I said, if he gets two years out of Eckler, if he, then I think it's good. He'll be. It, and two, it it honestly it kind of looks like it looks better and worse with this mysterious fall of Antonio Gibson, like. He, that this is another example of like preseason negativity that I'm, I don't know if I'm in denial, but I'm kind of ignoring as far as the like, oh, he's he's going to be our top kick returner and blah, blah, blah. Like, I just don't know if I buy that yet. <laughs> it could be true. Maybe they're just done, done with him, but I kind of think there's a little smoke there. Um, but if that is true, then that's just really unfortunate for the God Kings. There's a lot of bad luck with his, what were his top three running backs before all kind of sliding. Um, so to give up a first for Eckler, like I said, it's just risky. It could be great, or it could have been giving up your best, one of your best assets for not doing enough to make it worth it for your team. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
I will say the Gibson Gibson returning kicks in a preseason game. I'm like, yikes! What is going on? Yeah, that it. That's hard to. If I, the, the stuff before that i was not told on but him like literally doing that is concerning yeah either either it's like oh they he has some problems or i'm like that is the dumbest coaching staff i have ever seen in my life it's one of the two yeah exactly all right um next up we have we fast forward from may all the way to august um so the the true offseason had its rest and then we we kicked it back in with this one right here so we had i acquired the big dog travis kelsey aj Dillon, and a future fourth and sent away seattle tight end noah fant <laughs> brandon Ayuk, cameron Akers, and a fifth to the marley magic this was a uh, kind of the first big sign of um noah wanting to work with ryan to change up the team some uh what were your thoughts as an outsider I was pissed you got Kelsey for such little, for like what I consider to be garbage. Really? Yeah. Explain. Oh, like Noah Fant is going to do nothing in Seattle, a la Gerald Everett, who like, yeah, like that's not gonna happen. Ayuk, I'm just like, they they run the ball. It's like, it's it's sort of like having a second <laughs> wide receiver in in for the Titans. It's like, yeah, they're good, but, like, it's it's not going to be, like, 16. That's not, like, a 16-game a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Akers, running back, who's coming off a torn ACL and a pass-happy offense. No, thank you. Mostly, <laughs> I'm, I'm mostly just thinking, like, with Kelsey, I, want, I would want picks, not players. Like... Yeah. Um, no, I, I could see that. Uh, I know that um, when talking with, with those two guys and hearing their thought process, like the they were looking for more like young pieces to build around on the team um, because they do have some great guys on there, Tua and Chubb, et cetera. So I think that was the, the thought process there. And I guess Ryan or Noah – is big on Noah Fant and it, it's funny like I said in that goofy tweet but I really somehow missed that Fant was a part of the Russell Wilson trade I don't know how I think I guess because the, the Wilson part was such a big deal I just missed it completely um and that that genuinely made me like hesitant on that trade because I was like man I, I even have Wilson like that that could be huge like you know Judy and Cortland Sutton have both been a little like inconsistent like what a fan is is huge for for wilson and then looking at it later i'm like oh i love this trade for my team now because i kind of agree with you i i think that in the short term uh he could do okay this season i mean i don't know what i think they just announced Geno smith will start um and if he needs you know a simpler you know route person to to throw to then fan probably would provide that for him but um, it is interesting. I, I think it's a lot closer to even like even to the point it makes me nervous because I think that I like the other two guys that you that you didn't care for. I mean, Acres was a top ten uh, dynasty running back before his injury, and I know that it's not a it's no small thing. Like obviously, the Achilles is a big deal. Um, he came back quickly. Didn't look great in the playoffs, but just the fact that he was able to come back is impressive. And then I've always liked Ayuk. I mean, I went and traded for him last year, pretty big, uh, pretty big haul. So I still think both those guys could be incredible. And I'm just nervous that, you know, who knows what the Chiefs will look like without Tyreek, and it, it should be okay. But I don't know. Oh yeah, no. Travis Kelsey's probably going to have like he's going to have a top three career year. I'm pretty sure. I hope so, um, and I hope that he he morphs as he ages into like a Tony Gonzalez type or Antonio Gates player where he can just be around much older and just gobble up touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, Cause he is getting up there in age. Yeah. How old is he though? Like 32? Um, he is 32. Yep. Yeah. He's still got, he's still got some, he's still got some good stuff left in the tank. Yeah. So. Um, and then within the hour I traded, AJ Dillon immediately. <laughs> um, 
this is one I'll, uh, it could keep me up at night. We'll see. But I traded him for Josh Jacobs. The rumors had been running strong for weeks that the Mooses were going to trade Jacobs. It's no secret that I love him. I had him for, for a long time. He's a knight through and through. Um, and I got him and uh, Tolbert. Uh, and some picks were swapped as well. Yeah. Um, mostly about this, it's like, is that I just want AJ Dillon. And now I don't think I'll ever get him. Mm. that's I mean, interesting yeah that's i didn't know that you that you wanted him well i have aaron jones oh okay so it would like i was interested just even in the handcuff situation but because of his yeah. nickname with 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 the magic it was like essentially it was tough to get some trades going with the magic especially for aj dildo and and so <laughs> right and so like all of a sudden what Powerful happened is name. with within within 60 minutes he got traded twice and it was like oh there he goes oh there he goes and now i'm like well i'm sure i'm sure i'm not going to be able to get him now i don't know <laughs> zach hates running backs he didn't I, I think he would gladly get rid of him so oh, okay i would i would try it shoot your shot um yeah this is one where like i still believe in jacobs uh i we talked off air. We're going to talk about some hot takes uh, next week a little bit, and I I have one that's kind of related to him. But um, I also think AJ Dillon's awesome, and I think that both of them could be good for fantasy this year. Like, uh, I don't know if you remember when like Kamara was first coming into the league. Like, he, him and Mark Ingram were both like top fifteen running backs, I think, because um, they just kind of did different things. I could see that with the Packers this year, especially with Devontae leaving. So. Um, that that one could come back to hurt me. Yeah. Well, I will say I'm in the exact same boat. I was actually thinking I would there would be weeks that I would consider playing Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon together. Oh yeah, I think that'd be team. totally reasonable. Um, I do like Tol Tolbert getting thrown in though. That's nice. Yeah, and it it was especially nice because uh he was. I did not have another player like that because my team is so old, I didn't have like a, an attractive young asset that I could use um, to do something like I did in this next trade. Um, even when I acquired him, I kind of thought this guy probably won't make it on my, on my team. Like not like that I would have to cut him, but just that I have so many old receivers already. Like he's not going to play. And if he's just going to sit there, I'll either keep him or I'll try to leverage him to like upgrade something else. And so almost immediately I tried uh, sending out some offers, um, trying to upgrade my other quarterback besides Wilson, mm -hmm. um, and I was mainly sending out uh, Daniel Jones because um, I I really do like Mills. But it, it, either way, um, I want to say the trade first, listen to what you say, and then tell a couple funny stories about it. So I got Justin Herbert, and Katie got back Matt Ryan, Davis Mills, Jalen Tolbert my 2024 and 2025 first round picks and then a plethora of third, fourth and fifth round picks. Yes. Talk to me about it. Oh, I think it's, it's like it's mostly what I mostly think is it is fair, but there's way more like in terms of like value to me, mostly because it's like Katie getting a quarterback to play right now and Matt Ryan who's like I mean he's not like going to probably win you stuff but in terms of like subbing in like he's playable and Davis Mills is enough of like a interesting quarterback prospect to be mm -hmm. like like have a pretty decent amount of value and then with a couple of firsts and thirds especially for her team where she she actually doesn't have a she has a ton of roster room so like she can actually draft people and keep them on her team um mm -hmm. agree and so the biggest concern is just <laughs> justin herbert getting hurt for like one or two seasons in the next three like getting hurt in one of the next three years <laughs> could be very not fun for you for sure that's um, like the that's like the biggest fear to me yeah same same for me um because i was already i mean beyond trading away 
Ryan and Mills, I was kind of planning for the future thinking like, okay, Wilson, I think can play like five to six more years if he wants to. I, I don't know if he will, but I think he could play to 40. But uh, Mills and like Ryan is probably done after this year. And then Mills and Daniel Jones could very well not be starting quarterbacks as soon as next year. And so those two first were, like would have probably been trying to get my future quarterback. So um, if something does happen to Herbert or Wilson, like it'll for sure hurt. Um, that's definitely part of the risk. So the interesting part of this was I sent Katie a, an offer and the first offer was, I think it was Mills and Daniel Jones. And then like all of those picks, it was actually more picks than what she ended up getting because I still have four of my picks in 2025. And I think there was more of them in there at first. And I kind of just sent it not as a joke, but almost more of like a, will she even like respond to this? Is it impossible to trade for Justin Herbert? Um, and I was kind of shocked when I got the notification that said like Katie with them sent you a counter offer. And I was like, whoa, like this is possible. And when I looked, she had, she had took, taken those guys out and put in Russell Wilson. And I was like, oh yeah, like, that doesn't make any sense for me. Like if I get rid of Wilson, then I'm kind of in the same problem. Like I have a good QB one and like trashy QB two. If not, that would even be worse for me because then I would have no way to, to replace someone in the future. So I told her like, Hey, can't work with this, you know, et cetera. Um, so we went back and forth maybe like three other times. And then that was when she had come to visit you guys. And so, so she was like, um, I need to look at this one. I'm not jet lagged. So like two, if not maybe three days went by and I hadn't heard anything from her and I was getting nervous, like, oh, this probably won't happen. So I had kind of like retweaked the deal a little bit, throwing in Tolbert, hoping that like that young player would interest her. And then I sent an exploding trade offer that expired at the end of the day and she took it. So nice. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm scared, but excited. Yes. Well, I will say, uh, I I do think I was the one who talked with her about being like you should get Russell Wilson instead because <laughs> like because <laughs> like for the whole reason of Justin Herbert is like you know young and pretty locked and loaded for a while uh, it would take some serious problems to have him move out but also it, like I totally get it from her side like number one she's already won a championship like right it's not the same mindset as that, that I have. Yeah. And number two, it's like, she can really just reload now. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like all of her firsts, like, of course she could use them on quarterbacks, but I actually think like Mac Jones is, will be like, I think he might be sort of settled depending on how this season goes in new England. Agree. Yeah. Um, so, I think that it's going to be fine for her. Yeah, but. I think my my other fears, and and I I don't think, it, and it would have to be a huge jump for me to actually feel a little upset. But if Davis Mills does pan out to be a you know career starter and pretty solid player, then like the trade looks a lot different. And you know, depending on who she gets with those first, it, she could end up you know being super happy with it. But I think unless he becomes like a top 10 type of quarterback every year i think it'll still be worth it just because uh like you know we're also still young in this process like even being in the, our third year um but like in theory i really could have herbert on my team for like the next 15 years yeah <laughs> and that's kind of hard to like fathom i think yeah so that was another reason why i wanted to do it because i i've just loved him since ever since the origin story of the punctured lung <laughs> to get him to start week one like i've just been rooting for him yeah and i mean he's been awesome i think his the biggest fear for him is they're going to have wide receiver turnover like what's it going to look like yeah when they have their new set come in i True. think they'll be okay um another thing this is the sort of a funny one but like davis mills probably has a higher chance than most other quarterbacks because he plays in the afc south which is just not that good right now yeah so sure. like absolutely like there are some quarterbacks who i think yeah they're n nice to own just because of their general competition Com like can be lower 
more frequently, opposed to the Chargers who are going through like the ringer out there. Yeah, and it's just it's the Texans. You just have no clue. Like they could decide to take because there's so many quarterbacks next year that are going to be coming out of college. Like maybe they take one, or if he's good enough, then like they would be stupid not to keep him and use their what I assume will be a high pick on something else. So, but you just good luck trying to predict what the heck the Texans would do. Yeah, I mean we're talking about a team that traded DeAndre Hopkins for, uh, oh my gosh, can't even remember his name. The running back? The running back, yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't remember either. Oh no. It was bad. Well, it was that bad. It was it was it was yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was so obviously a mistake that none of us can remember. <laughs> Golly. What the heck? That was terrible. Anyway. Yeah, it makes me sad that I can't remember who it was. Um But yeah, that trade is crazy. I I mostly I, I mostly am just like Hunter cannot have he needs to be able to stretch it for three years. I also yeah, think that, that was you, my goal three year will, window. You will you will try to trade into the draft via current players. So the the next one you think? Oh yeah, you'll always try to trade into the draft. You can't help yourself. I mean yeah, <laughs> I did try this year. Uh, just for a couple people and it didn't work out uh i think last year i did i traded in and got mills and trey sermon so i think that will probably that will be the most likely that i'll try for like one guy or so but uh if it works if my team works then there won't be a huge need to to go in i the the one thing that i could see myself doing next year is uh it would be hard for me not to try to trade in to get will levis uh wherever he goes the kentucky quarterback but only time will tell. Oh, also, it was David Johnson. Oh, yeah. Good <laughs> trade, Texans. Good move. Good, good job, Bill O'Brien. All right, well, uh, we just hit an hour. I think we uh, we just have the natural timing built into us. It, it's why we're so successful as podcasters. Agreed. Um, before we go, just before our Hot Takes episode, are there any... Mm-hmm. Uh, any any like waiver wire pickups or any, anything that you hmm. that you remember or you're like find this really interesting um I, I was excited about blowing all my fab right after the draft for justin ross and then he tore his acl <laughs> so yeah. outside of that um hmm i think mo alley cox uh do some interesting stuff at tight end this year. Rob picked him up a few days ago, and I was a little jealous of that. Um, that's the one that sticks out to my mind. I think if I can find the space on my team to hold Sam Ellinger, I also think I really do believe he could potentially start for the Colts next year. Mm. You don't think they'll draft? Maybe. I, I, I'm i not sure. I mean, I think it could, I could see a situation where because I imagine they'll be in the, you know, second half, if hopefully late first round pick, you know, there is a lot of quarterbacks, but maybe since the, if they had to take one of the later ones, uh, you know, he could get a chance first. I, I'm not sure, but, but yeah, I, I just like him. I've liked him since he came in. I, I've had him on my team most of last year and got him back again in the off season. Did you have any? Okay. Interesting. Um, and then any any last like NFL? I, I didn't know if we should talk a little bit about NFL trades for the hot Ooh. hot takes episode. Uh, I mean, we could probably some of them may be hot takes, but I am excited for Julio at Tampa Bay. <laughs> oh, okay. I uh, if it works out, then I will I will give a a, a post. Uh, Hamas or whatever the freaking phrase is supposed to miss uh, middle finger to Aaron for hating hating me and my love for Julio Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that is very interesting. I'm curious to see how it goes. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I think for me, very excited. The little 
I just want to see what the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence and all of those people look like without a nightmare happen, like without a absolutely mm-hmm. horrible, horrible situation going on. Um, so I'm really excited to see what uh, top five highest paid wide receiver Christian Kirk's got got on deck for this season down there with with Trevor. Oh goodness, yeah, <laughs> that should be interesting. I I bet on them to win the Super Bowl. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm sure those odds were were great. Oh, they're they're extremely good. <laughs> it's like a dollar to win a hundred dollars. <laughs> right, I was my my. Gut, I was going to say it was probably 100 to 1. Yeah. But you're saying All right, a well, chance. Uh, I'm very excited for recording again very soon. I hope you all enjoyed our return and pl- look forward to uh, please interact with us, give us feedback, and uh, get ready for lots of feedback after our smoking hot takes and our rankings and predictions for the season coming up next week. Bye, y'all. Thank <laughs> you.